All right, here we go. Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal, as always, here with Matthew Hawkins, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. This week, it's a UFC 255 fight week, but before we move ahead, just for our audio listeners, make sure you stay tuned for the uh, interview I got with uh, Kenny Cross, who won at XFC 43 last week. Um, I did an interview f- with, uh, for, with him for MyMMANews.com. And the audio portion of that will be at, and the, uh, at the end of this podcast after we do our our, our little steel spill here. So what's up, Matt? What's going on, man? It's good. We got a lot of fights coming up and going through, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't know there's a pandemic with all the fights going on. No, no, definitely <laughs> no lack of fights right now. So uh, that's been wild. I mean, we left uh, – when we went off the air on Friday, uh, BKFC's main card was just getting ready to go, and uh, – who man, uh, I know. I think I sent you a video or two. Told you people were getting effed mm-hmm. up left and right, and it was a brutal event, man. Uh, there was a three-second I, knockout. <laughs> I imagine you caught yeah, that. I did. And why? What's up with my man launching himself out of the ring after he gets the? I mean, I, I know people get filled with adrenaline and stuff after that, but Jesus, no, he like tried to pull a. Uh, he he was a successful at what Mark Coleman failed at. In the in the 2000 Grand Prix <laughs> of uh, diving over the ropes, but uh, oh, yeah, God, uh, just just brutality. I mean, I I don't I don't even know what to think of the event to be honest anymore. I mean, you know, I went to the last one and got plans to go again, but it is just a violent bloodbath. <laughs> I don't I don't again. It's almost like I feel guilty enjoying it, but uh, mm. God, it's entertaining. The uh, you know, a couple of the fights of note, uh, Britton Hart, female fighter there, picked up a win. She challenged uh, Paige Van Zant, So that appears to be the fight scheduled now for Super Bowl weekend. Uh, and uh, and then Luis Palomino, uh, former MMA veteran and, uh, you know, constant uh, contender in MMA, uh, retained his title with a first-round knockout of Jim Ehlers uh, in, in a bit of an upset, I think I'm again, I have no idea what the odds are. I don't think the odds even matter when it comes to BKFC. Uh, it was just, a Ehlers had been just destroying everybody he had faced. I know Palomino was two and oh, and obviously had his big win for the title, but, uh, he came out and it, it's just, a, it's who hits for lands first. I mean, is really what it comes down to is who, who, uh, imposes their will and, and, and gets that first uh, shift of momentum. There's very, very you don't you don't have the back and forth in BKFC that I, we see in in MMA or, or even boxing for that matter. It seems like it's it's quick damage and uh, you either recover or you don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, I didn't I didn't watch it. I was uh I was playing uh, Dead by Daylight with uh, my vet buddy, so I didn't watch it. But I I checked the highlights afterwards. But uh, and then I know Saturday we had the uh, UFC event with uh. Felder and um, <clears throat> uh, RDA. Um, I mean, uh, not for nothing. I think uh, Felder deserves some credit to uh, go five rounds on four days, on less than that many days' notice. Um, pretty, yeah, pretty no, amazing. He, yeah, he, you know, he did his thing. Paul Felder did his thing. Um, I mean, I, I obviously got the pick wrong. My streak ends. Uh, it, it didn't take long for me to realize, though, the, the words you said when you started talking about, you know, this being RDA and him having a full camp and 
you know, as soon as the fight kind of got about a round and a half in, those were words were kind of popping into my head. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know what, Ed was right. This is, you know, we, we lose track of how good some of these guys are because they're fighting such high level competition. But, um, Dos Anjos showed up to fight and really put on a clinic, uh, for the better part of five rounds. I mean, uh, Felder had his moments, but, uh, but RDA really established himself again as a, uh, as a threat in the 155 pound division, especially with Habib out of the mix. Now mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it's going to become kind of like the light heavyweight division is right now. And we're going to start to see maybe a revolving door of belts, uh, which I, I, I enjoy. I, I mean, it's cool to have the legend that keeps the belt for a long time, but since we had that for so long in mm-hmm. some of these divisions, it's, it's kind of nice to see some fresh blood uh, wearing yeah. the gold, uh, maybe a different couple times a year. Yeah, no, we were kind of talking about that last week too, with uh, you know, like uh, with John Jones, like kind of out of the way. And the thing is, with uh, this division in particular, one of the things that um, RDA said, uh, he he mentioned it a few times in all the post fight interviews he did from the cage to backstage with the media, was that uh, he wants to do. We never got it because of all the because he pulled out when he had that uh, it was like a foot injury or something he got that he had to pull out when he was he and Connor were supposed to go. So he was like completely like realistic now, especially with all the you know fights getting lost due to to the logistics involved, booking events during a pandemic. But he was like, if something doesn't happen, if uh, Poirier uh, and Connor can't happen, then uh, you know let, let's me and Connor do it because we didn't get to do it back when it was like you know this big hyped event. And I think I think the same hype. I mean, never mind that it's just Connor again, but the same hype would follow everything that folks were looking for back then we'd definitely be uh, all in for so i'm all for that fight if they if they happen to find themselves in a position to have to do it yeah i mean that's either gonna be the something that it seems like it makes sense down the line i mean obviously if connor fights poirier and wins then that's something that's probably not going to happen in the immediate future Mm -hmm. Uh, if connor were to lose i think that fight would make all the sense in the world um when you start looking at the rankings and 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 recent records of some of the guys, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, he just, he, he, he's just good. You, you forget again. I, I, you know, I feel like it's been like four years since we've seen like the, the RDA that, that we, was the champion. And, uh, and, and again, it's the competition he fights and, and, you know, he might not be the best in the world. You might be the fifth best in the world, but if you fight the top four, all of a sudden you're on a four fight losing streak, you know, and, and that, and then you get, you get, like people like me, I guess who forget forget how good you are. But um, you know, it's just the honest take. Uh, you know, and I was just super impressed. Uh, you know, one of the judges obviously wasn't as impressed. Oh God, uh, as as you and I, uh, uh, you might remember the guy's name. I think you just mentioned before Chris Lee. Yeah, Chris, Chris Lee. Lee. So, um, yeah, somehow had it uh, three rounds to two for Felder when the other two judges had it five rounds to none. I I don't know. I mean, you might have been able to reason finding a round maybe two if you really really dug deep and tried to i mean i know felder outstruck him in some of the rounds but it was clearly what wasn't uh wasn't felder's night to win on the cards so um i think i saw something about that chris lee where he's been involved in like 10 split decisions this year you know it's funny you're saying, I, was, I, was, I didn't even think we could, i didn't know if we were going to talk this much about it but i know we said we were going to talk about it but i don't know if we're going to get into death but you mentioning that i was going to look for the tweet that was aaron uh Baron, i always mess up his name Sorry, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Bronstetter, Baronstetter from uh, from um, TSN 
put that statistic out there that he's uh yeah he's got a a little bit of a history <laughs> and, yeah, i think it was seven out of ten he's been on the wrong side of the split decisions just in 2020 you know i i'd have to see all those fights because there might be a fight or two even that i agree with him but to be on the side of seven of them uh yeah. is is weird and perhaps something that you know i mean what how, how many how many does it take for somebody to look into it and go maybe this guy doesn't know what he's watching you know hey, and i if, say if God, I, Bird, i'm if, assuming it's a man right i mean yeah, we, yeah. okay okay i, I i'm somebody's no. talked to him too or either him or bob bennett someone spoke to uh I think no, no, yeah, I'm I'm confusing it with the boxing event because you know it was interesting in Nevada that night in Las Vegas or combat sports overall. But yeah, I was gonna say somebody spoke with uh, either him, but I, now that I'm remembering, I think it was a video with Bob Bennett trying to break down. But that was at the boxing event, and I mean we'll probably get into that more if we're trying to get the last round uh, folks on here for next week if we can. But um, next week's the uh, isn't that following Saturday after Thanksgiving? Tyson Jones too. Yeah, the 29th, right? Um, yeah, so we gotta gotta get we gotta see if we can get our boxing folks on here. <laughs> which just reminds me, I have Burt Kreischer drive up concert ticket <laughs> for that night, so uh, I'm gonna have to uh, be getting strategic strategic with watching the fight and uh, of course you do the comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> no rest for the weary man. I gotta figure out things to do, whether it's sitting in my car watching a comedy show or or flying to friggin' bumfuck kansas i I gotta figure something out to do but um yeah uh you know again felder seems to have gained ground with the fans Mm -hmm. online which is which is unique to him uh considering uh the results of his last couple fights but uh i think fans just uh appreciate the uh the willingness to basically go balls to the wall and i know i do to me that's kind of the old school mma feel um it wasn't always winner <laughs> winner go home you know there was a time where it was you know he, he felder would have been the 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 guy that the japanese fans would have loved oh yeah you know, he, he would have been the he would have been their their uh you know their their main man uh their shoji or their you know he better than shoji i'm not trying to compare him to Kira Shoji, but somebody who, who was basically considered Mr. Pride. Uh, yeah, yeah. He basically went balls to the wall. So well, let's talk enough, to Rob the type. Yeah, enough for nothing. I, I I know we have to move on to to our uh, to the, what's coming up this week, but uh, not for nothing. One thing one thing that uh, he he kind of alluded to that showed like you know sometimes you can get you can burn yourself out and, and it helps to step away and take a little break because the the renewed Paul Felder that we saw. A losing Paul Felder in the mood that he was in, with the energy he had after the fight, after losing the fight, was just something that uh, you know. I honestly, it looks like he can't he can't wait to get. And he's, I think he's calling the fights this weekend too. So, tonight? The, oh, tonight. So there you go. So you know what I mean. It's it's one of those things where it's just like, uh, <laughs> Z- <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be talking. <laughs> we well, just mentioned. We just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, we just that's Danny. We just mentioned him. We need to have you back uh soon next week, Danny, if you're if you're available. Yeah, but, we need um, caught to get caught up on the chaos in boxing <laughs> yeah. right now, especially after that nonsense on Saturday night. So yeah, uh, yeah Dan, Danny, get back to us. But um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean it was just it's just refreshing to see. And um, like you said, I mean he's he's already on the mic again. I mean, so that's uh I mean you you, you always gotta respect the hustlers, man. No, exactly. And uh well and a great guy. Uh, just everything that this sport is about. And uh, I'm glad to see that he's, uh, 
come not come to his senses, but gotten mentally right again to uh, to want to continue to fight. Um, if that's if that obviously if that's what he chooses to do, and he chooses to do that, and as a fan, I, I can't hate on that. So uh, so you know, obviously, congratulations to Dos Anjos, huge win, moves him back up. Paul Felder, you know, the rock of that division that will uh, will be there and fight anybody. Quick note: some big wins. Uh, Murata picked up her big win over Randa Marcos. Ashley Yoder picked up a must win uh, fight for her. Uh, Sean Strickland's on a two fight winning streak now. Uh, two impressive wins in a matter of uh, fourteen days. Um, which is uh, puts him, I think, second all time on the quickest turnaround for two wins, uh, tied with Chris Lieben, and uh, and then Chaos Williams picks up a devastating knockout in the co-main event. But uh, entertaining event overall. Um, again, they come back this week, but before then, we get third. You know, tonight's the Contender Series. So anybody not watching our podcast, I imagine they are sitting down watching the Contender Series, and we'll yeah. be uh, we'll be checking out our, our uh, audio or video later on. But uh, this Thursday, uh, we get hit with another Bellator event. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> which uh, is a huge fight, um, actually a mega fight again for Bellator. They've been on a nice little run of putting these huge fights together. Yeah, this uh, is actually a pretty. Pretty interesting card. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I just brought it up now. Uh, it seems like we're in for the three-fight main card. We've discussed this in the past. I think a two-hour window is what they get uh, mm-hmm. when you have a when you have a five-round fight of those three. You know, three fights. Uh, I think you're only going to get three if we get three four-round, uh, three three-round fights. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, four three-round fights. I think could could potentially happen. But right now, the last few events have been three fights, main cards. This one kicks off with Joey Davis, uh, wrestling standout against Bobby Lee. Joey Davis has also knocked people out with everything from, you know, punches to flying knees and everything. Um, you know, he he's basically one of their young up-and-coming poster boys who they plan on building. I think probably about 2022 will be his year. But right now, he's seven and zero. Uh, don't know a lot about Bobby Lee, uh, but I imagine Joey Davis will do his thing and, and continue to uh, work his way up the the very deep Walter weight. Uh, yeah, I mean we're we're using Bellator.com's event page for to look at these stats, and I mean I don't know uh, the types of losses Bobby Lee has suffered, but um, you know I, th- I I think it's actually it's probably one of those matchups where Joey Davis's win streak and an undefeated record matches him up well against somebody with a little bit more experience like Lee. So I two, actually think two that's decision losses and two guillotine losses. Yeah. In his career. He's on a two fight win streak right now. Yeah. So I, like I said, I think that's a, I think that's a matchup that uh, I, rich, rich child, shout out to rich child. Who's the matchmaker over at uh, Bellator. I think he's uh, not doing, doing a pretty good job over there. Yeah. I, I there's, you know, eventually fans are going to start, clamoring for these guys but i i think that they've since they they brought in all these guys they brought in the picos the davises the the fortunes they brought all these guys in at zero zero records and mm-hmm. they've basically been their own regional show building these guys up in house um so i i think that's what you see and, and a 12 and 4 record uh for for uh bobby lee's obviously nothing to uh you know, to laugh at. So uh, you get a guy who's won in the cage, 12 fights uh, fighting an up and coming guy. Yeah. Um, it's probably a showcase fight for Davis, especially that he's on the main card. I don't recall. This might be his first main card event that he's been on. I know I've seen him in person three or four times on the early prelims, but uh, mm-hmm. nice to see him making that jump. And obviously um, with his credentials as a, as an amateur wrestler, he, he's a, he's someone that they, they got their eye on co-main event, Vincent Henderson, uh, Jason Jackson, uh, 
pretty much two all action fighters. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see this being a boring fight. Jason Jackson's on a two fight winning streak um, over uh, Kunimoto and, and Jordan Maine should be probably on a multiple fight win streak because I thought he won the Ed Ruth fight. Um, he, uh, three fights ago, he lost a uh, tough decision to Ed Ruth. And then there's the always game Benson Henderson, um, who's on a uh, you know on a on, lost to Michael Chandler, uh, who obviously is is making waves now in the UFC. Um, but prior to that, he had he had picked up MMA wins over Miles Jury and, and Adam Piccolotti. So um, it, to me, it's a tough fight to pick. Uh, obviously, Benson Henderson has the experience, mm-hmm. uh, but Jackson seems to kind of be the up and coming fighter. I think this is a classic fight where. It's are you handing the torch or are you uh, are you making one more run for yourself? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Jason Jackson. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why per se. I just feel like that Benson Henderson might be at that point now where uh, where where he's going to start adding up some losses. He might be able to keep active enough in this fight to pull out a decision. Uh, I just the power I've seen of Jackson, the strength he has seems seems dangerous to me. Uh, yeah, I would hope uh, Henderson brings him to the ground. I feel like that's probably where his edge is right now in his career, especially against the guys that he's been facing. If he can get them, you know, into because you know he's a he is somebody that when he's off, not in camp, he competes at a high level, a fight to win pro, you know, uh, stuff like that for grappling. <clears throat> so I would hope that he. Uh, the hell, sorry. <laughs> Scroll Delta down guy. a little bit again. What was the? Uh... <laughs> Oh, down here. The like, height, uh, so yeah, so Jackson is normally. I it, this my fight must be at one seventy. Yeah, Walter Wade is, event. Yeah. Okay, so so Henderson's fighting at one seventy. So yeah, so he's going to be giving up four inches. It looks like at least in height. Yeah, um, if those are accurate. So it'd be interesting to see the size difference too. But uh, and it'll also be interesting to see if Henderson's able to take down a Walter Wait. Um, I think if he can, I mean, I remember his fight against. Um, was it Korishkov? Where uh, I when I spoke to him about it in New York because they did uh for the Chandler when he fought Chandler before the pandemic. The last time I did a, event coverage with boots on the ground was in when at the Viacom headquarters in New York, and I sat and spoke with him. And after after the interview, we kind of talked about his the like his other fights. And when I talked to him about the Korishkov fight, I asked him if he had if he had, was trying to bait uh Korishkov into a ground fight because if you remember, he kind of like. I don't want to say he got knocked down because I mean he was like he said I was kind of right but not really because he was like Korshkov hit hard as hell too but so he didn't say yes or no but it was almost like uh, like that was part of the game plan so maybe if takedowns isn't his thing against a guy like Jackson if he can bait him into uh, if you remember that fight he he kind of like there was points where he went to the ground and was like rolling with the punches on the ground and tried to roll into to get him in guard which is you know it's smart for your brain health and safety and obviously to survive. But obviously when you have judges and the competitive side of combat sports, not so, not so smart. So I think he could lure him into something like that. Um, and I like Benson Henderson. So, I mean, uh, yes, I have yeah. a bias. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to go with Henderson. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good fight. I think that'll be the, I think that'll be a, not a pretty action fight for tonight. Yeah. Uh, the main, main event, Darian, the Wolf Caldwell versus the mercenary AJ McKee, sixteen and zero McKee, fifteen and three Caldwell. Um, Caldwell's losses to uh, Joe Telemajing, 
tell him uh, I was Joe T. Uh, old <laughs> loss. Yeah, he, he got a guillotine loss. Tamiglio. Uh, Tamiglio. There you go. Um, guillotine loss in the early days of his career. His other two losses are both to Horiguchi, who is obviously pound for pound one of the best uh, fighters on the planet. So no, uh, no disrespect in those losses. Oh yeah, shout out to Horiguchi coming back on New Year's Eve. I yep. forgot I got that email. Uh... In the middle of the night at some point. I forget when. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So that's great. He blew out his knee uh, shortly after uh, his first or second win over Caldwell uh, when he won the Bellator title. So uh, he, yeah, like you said, he's fighting Asakura uh, looking to get his titles back. So they did a media day today uh, for this event, this Bellator event. And, um, you know, I I got my day job during the day, so I couldn't uh, dial into the Zoom with everybody else. But I'm, I'm wondering if anyone asked, because when I did go to the media event in New York, uh, obviously they were there to promote their fight as well. One of the things I talked to McKee about, because if you remember, uh, McKee had a knee surgery too that kind of put things on pause for a little while. <clears throat> and um, I, I'm wondering, I was worried about them fighting and his mobility and how he recovered from it for the original date that they had it booked for, which I already forget. I know it was in the summer, but I forget what the original date was. But, um, you know, it's it the pandemic might be a blessing in disguise which makes me favor mckee in this fight because if he's fully recovered and we got the aj mckee that we've been seeing i think he's going to be a problem for caldwell and i mean not for nothing i mean i'm sorry darian because i know he's from he's from around the way up here in jersey <laughs> he's a rawway guy uh, yeah him and uh, emmanuel yarborough yeah with literally like 15 <laughs> minutes from me so i'm like you know i'm like uh i i i just uh I don't know, man. Something about uh, something about a second generation mixed martial artist. McKee's been showing us uh, that there is something to be said for when you're when it's in your when your DNA and your blood and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely know what you mean, uh, and that's been uh, we've seen that throughout uh, you know the fight world. But uh, I, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different route. I'm actually gonna pick Caldwell to win, not for any other reason except for this tournament has gone too smoothly. Mm. And if I know MMA, I know you don't ever get the fight that you exactly wanted. Yeah. Pitbull versus McKee. And I, I, the way Pitbull's fighting right now, I think McKee's knee injury is going to be a factor. I think we're going to have to see how he recovers to it. Caldwell's probably about one of the worst opponents you could ever fight mm. coming off of a, a, a blown out knee. Uh, I, I, I think Caldwell has bad blood for this fight. Uh, both of the guys do. So I think yeah. that there's, um, and the only thing that scares me is the five rounds because we feel like we've seen Caldwell kind of gas uh, while using, you know, spamming wrestling over and over for 25 minutes is not easy to do. Uh, but I have a, I just have a feeling he gets on top in, in three of those five rounds and is able to maintain position. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be something the fans are going to love to see because McKee is obviously the, the more exciting uh, usually the more exciting fighter. And I think McKee's going to end up becoming an all-time great in this sport. I just yeah. uh, I just have a feeling. I, I said last week how smooth this tournament's been going, and I just feel like the one fight that we really wanted to see at the start of this, McKee and, and Pitbull, uh, yeah. might be, and, might be uh, off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, that, that, that was all, that was all the, the, if you, you can go to Bellator's YouTube channel, they have the entire press event from the, the, the um the press conference back in March that they did in New York City, and um I mean that we nearly got that fight right then and there, mm-hmm. so so it's definitely something they could sh- uh, sell, and um 
I mean, I, I like not for nothing. I, I alluded to this when I did my Sunday submission for MMAnews.com. No matter when we get to the final of this thing, right now where it's at, no matter who get, who who the last two guys are, it's going to be an awesome awesome fight. Oh yeah, so, no, our, our our semifinals right now are, are awesome, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Everything is gone, yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to plan. Yeah. Um, and I just I I can't remember many times where that's happened. So I kind of hope I'm wrong because I really want to see McKee and Pitbull, but I just have a feeling something about you know, Caldwell, I, I feel like you have a lot of people who are down on him a little bit because of the Horiguchi losses. And I'm mm-hmm. going to learn from my mistake with RDA and I'm not going to hold those completely against, uh, against Caldwell. Uh, I, I just, I'm interested to see because this is kind of a stylistic clash. I mean, when Caldwell, you basically are getting this as pure of a wrestler um, as, as we've, we, we get an MMA now. I mean, he's yeah. an MMA fighter who's like 90% wrestling. Yeah, uh, had a nice submission uh, in, in his uh, in his last fight in, in the quarterfinal. Um, and and I'm, I know McKee's knee went out, so he had a little bit of issue. I feel like there was a turning point with Campos where you felt like Campos was really gaining in yeah. that fight uh, before yeah. he got caught in that submission. So uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, it's like, what, three weeks in a row, I feel like now for Bellator, where we're basically getting, you know, yeah, they're just, just the best of what out. they yeah, got, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, even the prelims for this card are pretty loaded. Uh, JJ Wilson's undefeated prospect six and uh, Kevin Ferguson juniors on the prelims, uh, Jeremy Kennedy, 15 and twos on the, on the prelims. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's a, it's a nice card. Again, I'll complain about the Thursday night, uh, seven <laughs> o'clock Eastern main card start time prelims at 1 PM. Uh, on the West Jesus. Coast is is a disrespect to uh, to us MMA fans. So I will again for about the every fifth Bellator event now have to uh, text everybody I know and tell them not to give me any results until <laughs> about, about nine p.m. that night as I will be catching oh, up. Oh yeah, stay off uh, of Twitter. After work. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it sucks though. That's 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 part of the fun about hey, watching uh, fights. No, yeah, 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 I hear you, man. But hey, I mean, people wanted uh, you know, that's the thing with CBS Sports, and I think it's a time of year too because. They got to make time for all their other uh, ball bag sports. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll adjust to it. If it's a yeah. matter of this or a tape delay where I, I don't have no option to watch it till late or it's just not existing, then then obviously I'm going to, I'm gonna, uh, you know, figure it out and make it work. But that's Thursday, uh, main card, three-fight main card, 7 p.m. Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. Friday, there's an Evicta event. Then Saturday we get into the big UFC uh, pay per view. Uh, the the flyweights a rare uh, flyweight uh, double header yeah. title double header to uh, to headline the pay per view. Uh, starting uh, you know if you, that that's the top two. So we got the two title fights. We got Davis and mm-hmm. Figueroa defending his title against Alec Perez. Alex Perez stepping in for Cody Garbrandt, who was. Uh, forced out of the fight and then uh one of the female goats valentina shevchenko facing jennifer maya uh mm-hmm. maya coming off of a uh, big number one contender fight win in her previous bout uh mike perry tim means uh thrown together uh fairly last minute also as, as robbie lawler uh was forced out of his fight with mike perry uh caitlin chukagian doing a quick turnaround against cynthia cavillo who's been fighting injuries during the uh during the pandemic was and, it injury or COVID? I thought she had COVID. You never, you don't, you, who you know, know what? these days, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, it might have been. I I thought it was something else, but perhaps. And then uh, obviously the it gets kicked off with the legend Mauricio Shogun, who uh, in a rematch against Paul Craig, the two fought to a draw. Uh, well, about a year ago. Um, you know, there's no way I'm picking against Shogun. So we don't have much to go. I do think Paul Craig is is a uh, is going to be. It's a tough fight. I wouldn't bet money on Shogun, but I can't get caught on tape picking against him, so I just won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, like you said, it it is Shogun. It's 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 a guy. You know, when it's almost it's at the, we're at the point now. I mean, I guess because I'm older too. When you start calling fighters legends and stuff, it's almost it's like. It's 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 respectful, but it's almost kind of like, hey, easy there. I'm still, I'm still, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you're you're kind of overshadowing that it, it might be time to hang it up too. Well, um, in a sense, but but Shogun's been a legend for ten years. Yeah, you know, I mean, we could argue he could have hung him up at any time in the last decade, and and he still would have been a legend. I mean, he's yeah. he, he's making good money now, and he's uh he's putting on entertaining fights. It's just we know how this ends, you yeah. know. We know we know what it looks like when one exactly. of your favorite fighters or your older, yeah. you know, fighters fight too long. And uh, I hope this isn't, you know, I'd love to see him get a win and, and go off into the sunset. But we know how how these things go. So, uh, yeah, and you, you, you said the, you said they fought to a draw last time. Yeah, uh, unless I'm having a, a brain fart, that's what I remember. Let me pull it up. Uh, yeah, draw, split draw. Uh, 11 16 2019 so yeah so basically mm-hmm. exactly almost a year ago uh they mm-hmm. had a, they had a, a draw and then and then after that fight shogun uh picked up a win over noguera in a in a real close fight in noguera's retirement fight and he, and he had yeah. picked up a win over tyson pedro so in reality he's uh you know he's two two oh and one in his last uh three fights and uh you know. uh, I mean, just to keep with the theme, it seems like we're we're picking opposites anyway. I'll I'll go with Paul Craig just because uh, you just because of just because of you. <laughs> I, ma- I, I you know uh, I imagine he's also Paul. I would think Paul Craig would be a fairly nice sized betting favorite. Um, let me see what I got here. A uh, slight favorite, minus one seventy. So mm. not so pretty even fight, I guess. Coming off of a draw, that makes sense. But uh, I feel like Craig was. Uh, gaining some of the momentum as that last fight ended. Uh, Chukagian versus Calvillo. Uh, Chukagian coming off of a loss uh, to Jessica Andrade uh, 10-17, so a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's got a quick turnaround with a uh, one of the top contenders, Calvillo, 9-1-1, and uh, who had her bout with Lauren Murphy canceled. That was the fight uh, just recently mm-hmm. on 1024. Uh, she is coming off a win over Jessica I. Uh, so this kind of gets back to the point. I mean, Chukagian's probably, considering how her title fight went, I imagine she's probably three fights away from a title shot, mm-hmm. whereas Cavillo might actually earn a title shot uh, with a win here or at least a number one contender fight um, if perhaps they end up giving it to, to – uh, Lauren Murphy, although obviously uh, as we get to the co-main event of the night, um, when we get to the co-main event, uh, Jennifer Maya obviously has a say in, in what what happens with Shevchenko because if she were to pull off the upset, I imagine Valentina yeah. would, would likely get a uh, an immediate rematch based off of her reputation uh, right now. Well, I mean, 
And I'll pick Calvillo in this fight. I'll pick Calvillo no. by decision uh, and, and able to inflict more damage. Chukagian always is good at controlling her opponents, but she generally doesn't inflict that much damage. Uh, I think she'll, uh, I think Calvillo will be a little bit too much of a bulldog for her in this fight. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, it's weird. I mean, I, I feel like this is a striker versus grappler. And I hate to go against my Northeastern uh, mixed martial artist, but I'm, I'm going to actually side with you on that one. And uh, I actually think just because I know she's got a, a couple of uh, back-to-back uh, RNC submission wins, I wouldn't be surprised if Calvillo can pull off a submission. I know Chikagian does train with Henzo's and all them and out here with the, uh, you know, the, um, Long Island, uh, you know, uh, Ray Longo and all those guys, or Almeida, that whole Northeastern connection that they have, Mark Henry and all them. But um, I just feel like uh, Calvillo, I don't know, something something just, I, I, something tells me that uh, Calvillo might might have the uh, the upper hand when it comes to, to grappling. If, if Chikagam plays it smart, though, and, and uses her range and her striking, because that's where she has the edge, she could pull off like a decision. Uh, I don't see her getting a finish, but maybe a a decision. A lot of like a like a takedown defense and making. She could probably wear out Calvillo by defending the takedowns and like firing away, counter punching, counter striking. Um, but so I mean, Calvillo's definitely. Uh, if she gets her to the ground, she's definitely got a. You could you could see by the way she grapples when she does get the submission when she gets that. Uh, she's she's got uh, her go to move is getting the back and getting the choke and. I feel like if she gets there, that's that could be what we see. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Calvillo as well. Should be an interesting fight. I you know, like you said, it's kind of a stylistic clash there. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it unfolds. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, third fight of the main card, Mike Perry. Uh, he um, <laughs> he steps in and fights Tim Means. Dirty Bird Means comes in late notice, 29, 12, and one. Is he late notice? I I, I don't know why. I didn't yeah, know yeah. Ro- Robbie Lawler was initially scheduled to fight. Mike oh, that's Perry. right. That's so right. when yeah. I say late notice, we're what a month roughly. Um, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. not the uh, not the nothing. No, not four or five days, anything like that. But um, you know, I, to me, this is a fun fight. Uh, I, in fact, it's a great fight. It's a great fight. It's just uh, I'm not sure if I. Uh, if I'm all down with the idea of somebody having to pay $65 for this being on the pay-per-view, but uh, I, I think it's, I think it's worthy. They're both like veterans and names. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, again, Robbie Lawler versus Mike Perry, probably I would have liked better, but I don't mind this one either. I mean, I, mean, I might argue neither of those are pay-per-view fights. I mean, you know, for me, a pay-per-view fight shouldn't be two guys who are about seven wins each away from a title shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Or, but again, it'll probably turn out to be the fight of the night. Uh, I mean, these guys are violent. I get why it's on here. I'm just not a, uh, I'm not a big Mike Perry fan. I think Tim Means is great, but uh, I, I, uh, I think Tim Means knocks him out. I think we're going to end up in a giant firefight. And I think uh, I'll, I mean, I think it's just a hey, don't, don't forget Mike Perry's girlfriend's going to be in his corner again. We saw how yeah, well so, he did last time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, considering there's no crowd, I'm sure he'll be able to really, really get a lot of information from her that'll, that'll help <laughs> help in this fight. But um, I mean, I think it's just going to be a battle of, of two guys throwing blows. Uh, I see means has a slight uh, reach advantage. I was just going to uh, yeah. 
I mean, obviously he's got a four inch height the advantage according to the uh, UFC site. Mm-hmm. I, I just think, I mean, I think it's just going to be who lands first. I think this is going to be a BKFC UFC fight. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any ground fighting here. I think it's going to be two guys basically winging for the fences, and uh, somebody's going to hurt somebody, and, and not, and that person's not going to recover because the other, they're both huge punchers. So I guess, um, I guess, because uh, didn't Mike Perry go with uh, with Yoel Romero and them to try to try? I guess he didn't stick with those guys if if he's doing this uh, this whole thing again with uh, his girlfriend. Um, so I, I'm just wondering, you know, he's had all the stuff that, and I hate, you know, how I hate to talk about fighters' personal lives, but when it comes to a fight like this, uh, it's kind of like you have to wonder how much that's affected the, the training and the focus and stuff like that. Um, again, I mean, he, he didn't have the most recent problems in the last fight against a game, uh, Mickey Gall, who was pretty good, but, um, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, the only thing that has me thinking, uh, Perry could still pull off a win outside of him having just, uh, you know, the, the power and stuff that he has is, is, I don't know what Tim means was doing before he got tapped to, uh, to do this. I, I know you said it's like a month or whatever, but it's still, you know, I don't know how long Mike Perry had versus to what he had for preparation, but then that kind of, that kind of changes when you look at who was coaching and how, you know what I mean? Cause it's, you can, you can only teach yourself so much for so long. So, uh, CD Baca, what's he saying about Latoya? The best corner man you guys best need to respect. Woman in the game. Well, she's one and oh, she's one and oh, she's undefeated as a, yeah. Woman, so, uh, so we'll see. So, uh, so we'll see. But uh, I mean, the, the, who did you? I, I might have to I, go with. I picked means. I think, like I said, but I said it's coin flip. If somebody's going to yeah. hit somebody hard, and and person's not going to get up. I think that's what we're in for. Uh, I, I I picked against Perry last time. I believe I picked Mickey Gall, and and, and he won. But I I still feel like I have to pick the means. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. you know that uh, that brings us then to our title fights. Um, the first, the female flyweight, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya. Um, Come on, yeah. Just... You know, I uh, I covered. <laughs> I actually I, one of the first events I ever covered uh, for an MMA site was Jennifer Maya winning the world title um, in Invicta. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, when she beat Jennifer uh, Porto at uh, I don't remember. I think it was let's see here, Invicta. Victor 16, uh, actually Vanessa Porto. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I was going to say. Um, but uh, I don't see stylistically how she can win this fight. I mean, I know she's got pretty good stand up. Uh, I just feel like I, I, I feel like having good stand up is not how you're going to beat Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, I think you need to basically be a, a female Habib at 125 pounds and be able to yeah. stand, just to maul her. And I don't, uh, that certainly doesn't exist. Um, Right, right now. now, maybe Tatiana yeah. Suarez if she ever uh, reappears and 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 fights at one twenty five. But um, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I I don't have to say a lot for for this pick because I just think Valentina right now she's got that division unlocked. I'm I'm picking her. Just yeah, because. I mean, barring a fluke injury or something like that, I don't see any way she loses this fight. Uh, I think she'll have several opportunities to to finish the fight. Yeah, no, uh, no disrespect to Jennifer. I'm not trying no, to. Knock her, no, but, no. I mean, you know I. I, I mean? You know, I we just, can, you know, a lot of people argue Valentina Shevchenko is the number one pound for pound female fighter in the world. A lot of yeah. people thought she beat Amanda Nunes not only once but twice. Um, 
even though she she was not given the decision in those fights. I just I just it just I mean we've seen it right now. I just don't think this division is loaded enough with, with Shevchenko to me is just like level ten and all everybody else is like level six point five. And that's no disrespect, but uh yeah, yeah. I feel like this is one of those situations where if Shevchenko leaves or retired or whatever the situation it, we, it would be like we're having right now in the lightweight and the light heavyweight division in men's where it's just kind of going to be a free for all uh, right now you have a king of the division and I don't, I I'm going to say she wins by decision just because I think that uh, Maya is durable and I think that she will be enough of a threat um, not to get sloppy with, but mm-hmm. I think Shevchenko will have opportunities to, win the fight. I think Shevchenko may be criticized. I wonder what the odds are on this. Did you, did you check? I can pull that up right now. I I, I'm guessing if I was plus minus 600 is what I would guess. Uh, no minus 1300. Uh, (laughs) so a mega favorite, uh, that's level of, uh, I mean, that's, that's, might have to put a couple of onesies on Maya just for get some. Maya's plus eight fifty. Yeah, get ten, some ten dollar bet on Jennifer Maya pays eighty five dollars uh, with with the line that's on Tapology. Uh, yeah, so. as, as opposed to Shevchenko, where uh, what ten dollars would ten dollar bet would win you what like thirteen cents. So um, <laughs> something like that. It's it's you know you have to bet a hundred. You have to bet thirteen hundred to win a hundred. Uh, on uh, Shevchenko, so no reason to ever put money on Shevchenko, even in a parlay, <laughs> even in a parlay at those odds. It's insane, uh, and I think those are insane odds. I do think she wins this fight fairly easily, but my two, minus thirteen hundred uh, to me shouldn't be something we see in MMA, um, unless it's some kind of crazy open weight fight. You know, if we saw Mike Perry versus you know Vitaly Minikoff or something like that, um, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't see any way Valentino loses. She wins, I believe, goes to uh, twenty and three, and, and continues her run. Men's title fight headlining the card: Davison Figueiredo, Alex Perez. Perez attempts to become the first Dana White contender series fighter to win a world championship. Uh, that would uh, put him on levels with guys like uh, you know Forrest Griffin and and uh, some of those early guys who won the mm. ultimate fighter, uh, something that could be on his resume forever. And something that, you know, may even get you into the UFC hall of fame based just on that alone. Um, as we've seen with, with several ultimate fighter uh, competitors. Uh, I don't see that happening though. Uh, mm. And Paul brings up a quick point. I see him asking how many plus uh, 1000 times Shevchenko's been. seems like that's been a run of them. Uh, I believe she was also against Chukagian. Um, and, and I imagine that's probably three or four fights in a row where she's been anywhere from 800 to 1300. So, uh, but getting back to this fight, uh, I, I think Figueiredo is, uh, up. he is the champ, but I don't think we've even seen the best of him yet. I think we're in for a nice little run of him. Yeah. Uh, I thought Garbrandt could have been interesting because we would have saw a bigger man coming down to his weight class. Mm-hmm. This being a bit of a late notice replacement, um, yeah. I, I think, I, I think Figueiredo wins by, uh, by, uh, mid third round TKO finish. Yeah. And one thing, uh, one thing, uh, and, uh, CD Bach is saying it would be dope. Yeah. It's always, if the underdog wins and the, you know, the guy that comes out of nowhere, that's always cool if someone wins. But, um, one of the things is, you know, Figueiredo has that weird, uh, the whole thing with Bermudez where, where he didn't make weight and he kind of won or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he knows that's kind of like a 
a black mark on his record, even though he's he's got the belt and what have you. And uh, I saw, I forgot who spoke to him, or maybe no one tweeted it, or, or some somebody that spoke to him because you know today's uh today's that was is their travel day to get into to ready for fight week. Um, I, that he's already kind of like close to or on weight and ready to go. So I feel like his focus is there, especially I think since winning the title, he's probably more focused than we saw on his way to the title. And um, yeah, especially, I mean, if Perez is is a a, a replacement too, he's getting rushed into uh, from contender series and they're rushing him into, uh, you know, most of those contender series guys, they don't get, I mean, how long, We'd have to look. I, we'd have to do some research to see how long it takes a contender series uh, signee to get to uh, a title, you know, to be a contender at least at a title shot like that. So I know, I know, COVID can the COVID situation has uh, fast tracked a lot of folks into the into the public eye of fighters. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm I think we're both in agreement with uh, Fajardo being the. Well, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Perez is the first to get a title shot. This will be his one, two, three, four, five, six. Seventh, this will be a, one, two, three. This will be a seventh, uh, seventh fight in the UFC. So it's not an immediate shot, uh, but still, anyway, he's clearly earned it. His only loss being to Joseph Benavides. Yeah, um, but yeah, this will be an interesting thing. And um, I mean, if he pulls this off, then all of a sudden you, you start, uh, you start. It probably becomes easier for some of those guys to work their way up the rankings, just because the reputation of somebody winning it off that show is gonna. Plus, it's going to do huge. It'll be huge for the show. Uh, you'll it'll it'll legitimize yeah. legitimize the show a little more. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we sign off here, uh, again reminding fans, you have an interview with uh, Kenny Cross, the uh, one of the top contenders in XFC, uh, lightweight uh, semifinalist uh, for their lightweight world championship. But um, the cool thing about this event, the the thing that's got me the kind of the most hyped is the uh, the prelim, the main prelim fight, Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Royval. Uh, Royval, we've had on the show before. Oh yeah, uh, completely so forgot about it. In, in the rare, this is one of those rare occasions where we have like the number one contender fight uh, on the same card with the championship fight. So a good showing. Uh, any win by Moreno probably earns him a title shot being ranked number two. Royval's mm-hmm. a little lower ranked, but he's knocked off everybody in front of him so far. Uh, an impressive showing by Royval. He probably also steps into the title fight. So in a division that uh, hasn't always had the greatest history uh, of keeping fans I- intrigued. Uh, I know Mighty Mouse was had, had his fans, but the division was kind of stale with him around. Mm. Uh, this fight That's right going to be a, an amazing fight. You know, I, I think this this fight not <laughs> like, see to me this like fight should be on we, the main we should, card. We should have opened with this, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I, I think the main card is just hampered by the fact that they're not going to get away with having uh, three flyweight fights. Um, actually, four. You couldn't do it because you got the Chukagian. I, I personally, I would have had this fight well ahead of the Chukagian Cavio fight. I would have that fight would have been my prelim. But they want to sell pay per views and with not a, exactly a stacked pay per view. Yeah, yeah, but casual. This, is, this is the headliner for ESPN then or ESPN two or correct. This then. is the yeah, fight so. that in theory would would yeah. sell people on the pay per view. So it all it all works out. It all makes sense in this occasion because if you get a barn burner here, you sell. Hey, the champ fights in three hours by the. And pay-per-view. it's great. I mean, I love both these guys. I mean, we've Royval's been on the show. Hopefully, we can get him back. I mean, if if you if you fucking call him again or whatever the hell you did, but but uh, yeah, man. I mean, 
uh, I actually really like. I've I've been on the Brandon Moreno train too since he got on. Royval, who's been like again, he's been on the show, so it, I mean, we we got to have love for him too, and especially the way he's been fighting, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole uh, Miguel Torres uh, vibe that he's got going. Uh, oh man, I, I you know I'm I'm I actually you know what. Hands off of this one. I'm not even going to make a pick. I'm just no, no, I don't, even, I don't even think we need to make a pick on it. <laughs> yeah. it, it, is, it is, this is as good of a fight as you can. Fight of the night I, right here. I like this, personally, I like this better than the title fight. This to me, like, this is, if I, if you said, hey, Matt, you can only watch one fight, the whole event. Yeah. This is the fight that I, this is the fight that I would pick right here. And yeah. for me to, and considering my history of not being a huge fan of the flyweight division, uh, these two guys right here are definitely leading the charge along with Figueiredo on, changing my opinion on that and i'm i'm open to changing right here (laughs) uh yeah no seriously though i mean yeah this is this is two young guys who are you know uh, roy vol was thrown into the to the mix you know right off the bat with elliot and uh and uh and then his last big win i don't know why all of a sudden they pulled him off they pulled they pulled moreno off of that season ultimate fighter to jump on a card if you remember because uh-huh. of uh, uh, I forget what was happening, but it was like you know this guy's on fire, ready to go. Like like it was like they they knew they were going to use him again. They just started using him, and then Royval just tear, tearing his way up up. Uh, I'm all I'm all I'm actually more excited for this than the than the whole other, the other fight that's, we just talked about. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, we we should have spent more time on this, but yeah, yeah, no, but you're right about uh, they they brought in in Moreno. He didn't win the show, but he actually fought before. Anybody mm-hmm. else on the show fought because mm-hmm. they they could see that he was the real deal. Um, and uh, funny that fight actually ended in, in a draw with uh, with Eskarov. But um, oh, I already know he's going to punch himself in the face and everything. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> you know, it's just these guys. These guys are coming off legit fights too. I yeah, mean, you've got Moreno coming off wins over Kara. Fight of the night. Fight of the and, night. I'm and calling Formiga, it now. <laughs> Formiga and and then you got Elliot and Kara France for Royval. Uh, Light of the night, they're they're both they're walking away with their fifty k. I'm calling it right now. There it is. So, <laughs> so this will probably be one of the fights we'll uh, we'll spend some time reviewing next week. Uh, until then, uh, remember to keep uh, keep in tune on the audio version for uh, for Ed's interview uh, with uh, Kenny Cross. Kenny Cross, and uh, and uh, that so that's coming up. It runs about fifteen minutes. Until then, fans can follow us at Combat Hour. On Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbizal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Uh, Make sure you check out allaccessmma.com for all your MMA news, and we'll see you at the fights or whatever it is. On, I guess we're doing a Thanksgiving week show. I mean, we, there's a boxing next week, so hopefully if Z Boxing News gets back to us, We'll uh we'll have some boxing content for you. We'll see how that goes. Until then, everybody have a good rest of the week. Stay safe and uh, thanks for listening. Peace. All right, Ed Carbajal speaking with uh, Kenny Cross after his win over at XFC forty three for uh, myMMANews.com. Uh, Kenny, um, it's it's a uh, Pretty big. First of all, thanks for t- doing this on a Sunday, and um, I guess uh, I I have so many questions I want to ask you. But being on NBC Sports, I mean, with uh, with the promotion that they're not new, but they're kind of like renewed. So uh, can you just talk about how you wound up with XFC? 
Um, through all my experiences, this was the most fun I've ever had through the whole process, you know, leading up to the fight, press conference, making weighing in, and uh, the actual fight, the all-around experience was amazing. Even being around, you know, potential opponents, future opponents, it was a cool, different, uh, different approach to the fight game, and, and I like to soak it all up, learn different aspects of the game, and, and be in different situations where other fighters may not have been before. So, it's good. It's great experience all around, and you know, I, I like what I'm seeing from the XFC and what's to come. NBC was awesome too. You know, that was that was cool. Yeah, I mean, you you actually made an impression on a lot of new fans that that tuned into it, um, especially with with uh, the the way that you won and being in the tournament. Uh, the uh, you, it looks like you're supposed to face Tom O'Connor next. Uh, you had mentioned in the post fight interview that a lot of you guys were staying close together. So, did you have any interactions with him, or did you kind of like? Uh, were you guys sizing each other up? How was that experience? <laughs> I mean, I was. We were taking shuttles together. Everybody, we were all tied together the whole time. So I definitely, uh, I reached out, I spoke to that kid a couple times. They asked, he personally asked me about my contender series uh, experience backstage before the fight even. And uh, I like the kid. I think he's really cool. I think we're going to be setting up uh, a good fight between uh, him and I. He's on like an eight or a nine win streak. He's like nine and one and he's only lost is his first pro fight ever. So he's, he's been growing and getting better and he looks like he just, he's got a lot of heart and I look forward to the matchup. Yeah. It's, it's a tournament bracket. So, you know, I'm, you're, you're going to get to know these guys and mm -hmm. that doesn't change the outcome of the fight. I'm going in there. You know, there's no friends in this sport. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things, uh, they sent me the, your post-fight video interview afterward, but I had, I watched the entire event and you had made a, you made an analogy about the, uh, the being the sneakers across the telephone wire. Yeah. And I feel like I know what you meant, but can you just, uh, explain what you meant by that? In yeah. case I'm wrong. So it was a last minute thing and I was sitting in my, my warm up room and there's a lot of people in there. Fights were going on. There's a TV and there's a lot of chatter and I was trying to just find my focus, find my Zen. And I ended up looking out the window and it was raining and the rain was coming in. It was so hot in this room that we were at. And the, so everyone opened the windows, but it was pouring rain and people stuck through getting wet. And I'm just looking out this window and wind's blowing in and it's all rainy. And I look up and there's, there's shoes wrapped around the telephone wire and it just brought me back to being a little kid and always wanting to like tie a pair of my old shoes that I used to love, but don't want anymore and throw them up over a wire on like my home street. So mm -hmm. that I always, you know, if I ever went back, I could see them, but mainly they get, they get thrown up to, to be forgotten about, to be left behind and, and no one wants them anymore. And it's just ugly looking back at them. So I just, I was used to, they took them off and they threw them up there. So I was just kind of thinking like, you know, don't get complacent. You're not comfortable. You go out there and you win this fight. Understand that you have to get right back in the gym and get back to work and continue to do 
what's gotten me to where I'm at right now and what's gaining the traction and the support and the love from my people. Well, you know, I got to continue to to move forward. Like I said, my shoes are going to stay on my feet and I got places to be, so I'm going to take them with me. And that's kind of just that that real quick, you know, just the way I think. And I was, I was like, man, I'm going to try and put this into my victory I'm losing you, Kenny. Sorry, I, I lost the end of that there, but I, I feel like I got what you meant by it. Um, you know, uh, as I watch you say it, say it with all the passion you had when you won. I mean, it's definitely it was a pretty cool analogy, in my opinion. Just, just so you know, I mean, um, you know, like you said, uh, you you're saying that you're 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 not somebody to just kind of you know notice, but not not overlook. I mean, with especially in the tournament, I really did like. Uh, I, I kind of like the analogy. Um, but I, I thought it best to hear uh, where it came from, and that's a pretty cool story. Um, so can you? <laughs> so so uh, you said that O'Connor was asking you about your contender series uh, um, appearance. Can you just talk about jumping from that to here and doing it during doing that all during what's going on in the world with COVID nineteen and everything? I mean, has it been hard uh, staying in shape and and getting ready for fights? This. I'm finally not working a full-time job. So it's actually been easier as long as my everybody a different I was bigger, you know, my physicality, my my frame, everything. I was a little bit bigger, I looked stronger and you know, that's all that's all credited to my strength and conditioning coach and my extra hours that I'm putting in the gym. So mm. with COVID, it kind of just keeps me uh, away from the distractions. And, and uh, you never know if you're going to be able to fight again. But just told me, like, be careful with your money because you don't know when you're getting another check. Shit can go crazy. You know, so it's just a bunch of growing up, you know, and, and just being aware of what's going on. But training-wise, I have more time. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Uh, that's good, especially at the level you're competing now in a tournament. You certainly need it. Um, the next event is supposed to be in February for uh, 44. I would imagine – that's probably when you're going to fight next. Is that too soon for you, or do you think they're they're going to put you in uh, maybe later in the year? I when I signed up, I originally was thinking every fight I would take two months and, and get back in there, so I mm. could just you know if you look at my record on Tapology right now, I, I'm ranked the number four lightweight in the U.S. And you look at my wins in the date, I already have. Like two or three fights, it says in 2020. I have like four or five in, you know, 2019. I'm one of the most active fighters you guys see. 
And I think two months gives me plenty enough time to go back, to recalibrate, and to continue pressing forward with what I'm doing already and, and building building uh, onto my training regimen and making me stronger, faster, and just continuing to grow. So in two months, uh, I'm, I'm more than ready for O'Connor. You know, I, I, it's funny you mentioned it because that's actually what I, ha- I have that up on my screen now, your topology record. Um, you know, there's a grappling match that you did a fight to win on there. I, I, do you feel like people are sleeping on your ground game because you have so many wins, uh, you know, through striking? Yeah, I see because I used to only fight grappling and they would sleep on my striking you know, and now I start striking and they forget that I know how to wrestle. I could have wrestled Askew the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what the other guy in the in the tournament. I would grapple if I want to, but really, you know, it's grappling. Ex- I was using my grappling exchanges to kind of to gain some wind. You know, mm-hmm. I take them down, breathe a little bit. I want to knock people out. I want that's the most exciting. You know, wrestling isn't so exciting. People pay to see knockouts. If they don't think that I can wrestle, if they think it's only going to be a stand-up fight, they're sadly mistaken. I, I like to. It's mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and I know folks uh, again being on NBC Sports platform, especially for you, you definitely picked up a lot of new eyeballs. Um, I, for one, I do a podcast and, uh, with another gentleman and he, he had nothing but praise for you after watching the event. A lot of other folks are definitely, uh, seeing who you are. So, um, I mean, uh, February can't come any sooner if you're going to be on that card. If you, um, if you want to, uh, just, uh, let folks know where they can follow you and stuff and shout out your sponsors. I mean, again, I don't want to keep you on too long while you're driving, but, uh, by all means, please, uh, please uh, plug away. Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Cross the Boss MMA, and then Facebook is Kenny Mitchell Cross. And you know, I'm probably gonna make a post for all my sponsors here in the following days to thank every one of them individually. But the list goes on forever. Just know that you know I love you guys and, and thank you so much for the support. In two months, we go back to war, and I can continue to put my name, my reputation tied with yours. And we can continue to put on for each other. So, yeah, I'm excited for the future. And, and thank you for having me on your show, man. I appreciate it. And I look forward to doing more of these. Yeah, definitely. Please keep in touch. I mean, uh, we're definitely going to be following your your career. And maybe you jump on the podcast after your next win uh, that I do on Tuesday nights. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, brother. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.